Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Take Your Shot. I'm your host, Brandon Bailey, and I'm here with my co-host, Jordan Parker. You know who I am. This is going to be the first episode of many to come for over the semester, and um, I'm excited to, you know, destroy my fellow colleague and a few takes about sports, you know. This is going to be a great pod, man. I guess we could start off with, you know, the coaching carousel that's going on in the league. Um, it's a big situation with Brian Flores. He's suing in the field right now. For something that's been a problem, I would say, for for many, many years. I mean, way before the Rooney rule, um, which isn't – I don't even think that's the rule at this point, you know. So, um, I guess I just want to hear, like, your perspective about it just from the outside looking in. What do you, what do you think about everything that's going on right now? Well, you know, Brian Flores – I think the most qualified head coaching candidate on the market. It's a rarity when you get a person, um, you know, that gets fired with a winning record as a head coach and they go onto the market. You have all of these head coaching openings and this man is struggling to get another job. But let me tell you, if this man was a white man with a winning record, he would have been snapped up just like that you said with a written record you don't even need that apparently i mean they got josh mccown interviewing for the texans right now and he couldn't even win as a quarterback so what does that say you know me personally like i said i think it's been a problem i mean you see the one of like three coaches black coaches around the league that's been in their position for a long time like the mike tomlins um the marvin lewis lewis before he got fired from the Bengals, and i mean off the top of my head that's really all i could think of so i mean i think it's a major problem um, something that's just going to continue to linger on. I think, I think this case is going to bring it to light. But at the end of the day, I mean, what I don't really see like what it can honestly like do because the NFL is like a private organization. At the end of the day, the owners are still going to be the ones declaring, you know, who they want as their head coach. So I mean, it's unfortunate, but I mean, what do you, what do you think like could happen from like the lawsuit like what do you think it could be a positive outcome or like i mean you know i i just hope sincerely hope brian flores doesn't turn into a colin kaepernick type situation and he kind of already alluded I was about to say i think that's going to happen he kind of already alluded to it though in his statement he's he's like you know i know i'm risking my coaching mm-hmm. career to do this but you know obviously i think it's necessary mm-hmm. like i said it should have been done a long time ago. You look at uh, coaching candidates around the league. How Eric Bieniemy don't have a job yet? Yeah. I mean, he should have had a job five times over by now. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. He needs a job again. Yeah. But that's the thing. How Josh McCown? Like, it don't make no sense. And that's the thing. When you, when you talk about at the top, that's where the disruption needs to happen. Because just, you know, every year we do this same thing where it's like, the same statements over and over. Mm-hmm. It needs to change. Jerry Jones just said today, it needs to change. That man ain't going to hire a, a black coach, is he? Right. I so, mean, I mean, who he's speaking for? He's speaking for I mean, yeah, Kellen Moore out there calling a 13-second uh, QB run the last drive. So, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. But, I mean, like I said, I think this situation definitely puts it in the forefront to where the NFL is going to have to do something. It's a start. And, um... I wish my Raiders could have been one of the first teams to get on board, man. I mean, you got you heard me raving in the newsroom for probably weeks now. I mean, I wanted Brian Flores or Todd Bowles, even D'Amico Ryans from the Niners, but you get Josh McDaniels who played had his first two seasons with Denver and I mean he went eight and eight in his first year and then three and nine the year after and got fired in week thirteen. So I don't really see 
what he's going to add to you. You obviously have a different perspective because, you know, we see the jersey he got on. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we could hear what you have to say. Listen, but I don't think it was a smart hire. Listen, the Raiders made the absolute best decision they could have ever made. And that's hiring GM Dave Ziegler. I agree and with the I GM t- move. And I told you, though, I told you a week in advance, if the Raiders hired Dave Ziegler, Dave Ziegler was going to turn around and hire Josh McDaniels because sure. they worked together for years. For sure. And you know it's a league right now where they want to start, you know, teams want to start pairing up people that work well together. So, obviously, you know, sometimes that comes from the same team. So, you know, when you're looking at an organization like the Patriots, Good track record. I know Josh McDaniel's terrible stint in Denver. Nobody's disputing that. But like I told you pre-show, when have you ever heard an assistant uh, coach, a six-time Super Bowl champion, becoming available? Because he is a six-time champion. And not only was he a champion, the Patriots' offenses were always high-powered. I mean, he's been successful. He's an offensive-minded coach, you know. I will say, back in Denver, I don't think I don't know necessarily if he should be blamed for that. Who did the Broncos have at QB at the, Was that even uh, the Tim Tebow had, era I yet? Think they had, if I'm not mistaken, they had Jake Cutler at the time. And wasn't Kyle Orton? Wasn't no? Kyle? Oh. Kyle Orton was there. Like they had Brandon like, Marshall. Here's the thing: they had a Brandon Marshall. He didn't want to play <laughs> there. He had a bad attitude about it. I would too. Kyle Orton was the QB. So how you gonna blame Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. when you got? A perennial backup as the starting QB when he was okay, there. Okay, but your job as a head coach is, I mean, I mean, it's X's and O's, but like you said, you're still working with your GM to find a better option. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to come right away, but that's not an excuse for how bad he was. I mean, their defense, I don't think it was terrible at the time. You know what I mean? So you could, you could still build around that. And then my point with Josh McDaniels, and you said there's not a lot of people that come from a – organization like the Patriots that's won six Super Bowls. I don't think that's true. Brian Flores was a Patriots assistant at one time, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, if It's a lot of Patriots assistants that went on to do these other jobs, and then we don't hear about them. So Listen, it's like, I don't really no, have no. faith in that Patriot way, especially when you see... That's the at, problem. Especially once... You try to incorporate that same system into another organization, Wait, it's not going to work. No, that's the thing, though. And I think that's what Brian Flores figured out that the other candidates didn't. It's like when Josh McDaniels went off to Denver, it's like Patriot Way. When Matt Patricia goes off to Detroit, Patriot yeah. Way. And they try to do it in these organizations that aren't built to follow a Patriot Way. Exactly. But Brian Flores, you're right. Brian Flores was able to crack the code. And I don't know if Josh McDaniels is going to kind of come in here uh, to Las Vegas with Patriot Way. But what I will say is, is the Raiders have set him up for success because he's got a QB, mm-hmm. got a running back, got a tight end, got a receiver. That's all he needs. That, yeah, at, it sounds good. It, like I, It sounds good. But at this point, I have to see results, man. So let, me, let me just rant to you guys what it's like being a Raider fan, right? So we get all these coaches – we get a few players in free agency, and it's like they 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 just they just get our expectations up here, right? And then the season comes, it's still up here. We win like six games and go like six and one or something. This is just the estimate. I don't know if this is exact numbers. We do all that, and then midseason comes and they fold. Like you seen yeah. that last this almost this year, we got to the playoffs off the 
off of the rich Basakia train, whatever you call that. But it's the same cycle. And I'm not saying Josh McDaniels can't turn over that cycle, but I just have to see it. And his track record right now, Jordan, I'm not going to lie. It's not showing me. Yeah, and maybe, you know, the Raiders should consider their fault in this, you know. I apologize that you've gone through so much trauma, but, you know, maybe they should have kept Jamarcus Russell. We'd be talking about Jamarcus a different Jamarcus fran- Russell? We'd be talking about a different franchise with him. You said we should have kept Jamarcus Russell? Yeah, he better than Derek Carr all time. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy. He came in at camp one time, if I'm not mistaken, at like 300 pounds, bro. Like, that's 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 got to be the worst take you could have ever came up with right now. And at that point, I think we should just move on to the next topic because I'm done talking about my Raiders for this episode. Um, how do you feel about um, TB12, man? You got the jersey on, retiring, you know. The GOAT. You know, it was uh, – well, the thing that kind of ruined it for me, though, is – Adam Schefter, that man, false reporting, yeah. I can't, I can't stand that man. He kind of ruined the moment for me because mm-hmm. when he reported, well, I it, guess it wasn't false reporting. I'm sorry, not false, yeah. but a little premature. It sounds yeah. like, but what had happened was, is of course I was given my raw reaction to the news like in the moment, yeah. but then, then when Tom Brady <laughs> walked us all back, it kind of ruined it for me because then the next morning I wake up and it's like retired, and I'm like. Man, I already went through this. <laughs> I already expressed. <laughs> I, I had to hold off on write my goodbye tweet. I still have to write it because I didn't know what was going on that day. It was just so crazy. But here's the thing, man. Never has an athlete retired at the top of their game. Yeah, for sure. Then it, we've never seen it before. I think we're seeing it with him, Brady, and we're probably going to see it with LeBron because he's not slowing down either. But Brady was the first person I've ever seen like play at this high of a level at four years old. But it's not like it's like he was dang near entered his second prime. Like not, not just the height of his level, he was the best quarterback in the league this year. You know, Arguably. and some people like to say Aaron Rodgers. When you truly look at dive down into the stats, Tom Brady was the best quarterback this year. He's been the best quarterback four years. And you know, people try to pretend like, you know, they pat somebody passed him up, Pat Mahomes this, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. You got all these young talents in here, but this man, he played through he played through one whole generation of quarterbacks, you know, the Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees. And he played to the, at the top of his level at the start of the next generation. Yeah, sure. I mean, um I think he's definitely the greatest one, it comes down to just all-time, like, just winner. Skills, I still have – I think I'm still giving it to Rodgers. Because Rodgers can do things like no other quarterback can do when it comes to throwing the ball. No, he But can. when it comes – yeah. But I think it's just, I think it just comes down with Brady. When it comes to, like, just camaraderie and bringing a team together to win a championship, there's no one that's done that better than him or in that sport. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. He he's the greatest player in NFL history. I mean, there's there's nothing like it. I mean, you know, he I know is not an athlete or whatever whatever you want to knock his his abilities with, but he became the funny part about it is he became a better athlete with age. That was the best part yeah. about it after he discovered TV12 method. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's bittersweet. I'm wearing the jersey today. Um, I think 
like many New England fans, he was my childhood. So I wish he would have got one more, but I guess if he would have done that, I would have kept saying one more, one more, one more. But I mean, seven, that's, that's pretty incredible. I don't think anybody will ever get there. I got Pat Mahomes getting there. To say that on this podcast. To right seven? Now. Got, oh, you're crazy I have now. Patrick Mahomes. Are you trying to get me going? Reaching. You have Pat the Mahomes reaching seven? He's off pace. What are you talking about? Bro, you got to look at what he's doing at he's a fraud. such a young I age. I hope you know he's, he's a fraud. He's a fraud. What makes him a fraud? He, a fraudulent QB. <laughs> what makes Patrick Mahomes a fraud? Well, he, he, he smoked that game last week. That's okay. It was a game. He's, I give you that, but I don't think that makes him a fraud. Brady's lost listen, games listen. in the playoffs too. No, Brady's lost games, but never have you seen Tom Brady like last year's Super Bowl. You've never seen Tom Brady play like that. Come on. Patrick Mahomes didn't play a bad game until he had a great they game lost up by until like the 20 last. Points. He had a great game up until the last. It was the worst Super Bowl. Oh, you're since... talking about the Super Bowl? I thought you were yeah. talking about last no, no, week's no. game. So last Super Bowl, you know, they come off. See, and I knew they weren't going to win this year. He didn't have a line. What do you mean? He had his, a line. His starting tackle was gone, if I'm not mistaken. His starting left tackle, what's his name? Um, Eric Fisher? Yeah, Eric Fisher was gone. Okay. And I believe they had, if I'm not mistaken, it was like one or two. two Here's the thing. I mean, was up. Here's the thing. Good QB, never reaching Brady. And even if he did, Brady already got the win over him. So... It, it kind of ended all all pathways for him to anything other than two. He could have two because here's the thing. Who is two? Have you ever considered who's two now? Who's number two? Yeah. Is it still Joe Montana? Because uh, before Brady, he was number I, one. I don't like to go back and debate like the people that I didn't watch. You know what I mean? Because like, I didn't get to see Joe Montana play or Steve Young. So, I mean, of course, I respect their greatness and what they did, but – when it comes to like just me personally, just going off of what I've seen, I would say it's Brady one. That's hard, man. That's hard. Honestly, I'd probably go. This might be wild. This might be wild. But I'm going. I'm going Drew Brees too. And then three. Uh, are we doing like a top top five right now? No, just just two. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, I'm going Brady, and then I'm going Brees. All right, that that's respectable. I mean, because Breeze, you, I mean, you could talk about rings and stuff, but when it comes to just pure talent at quarterback and, I mean, winning, I mean, he, I can't, we can't say he's won a lot of Super Bowls, but he wins, you know? He gets yeah. his team there every year, so I'd go with Breeze. Who was your number two be? Um, it's close. Don't say Mac Jones. <laughs> By the end of it, it might be. Oh, wow. You're crazy. <laughs> 20 years from now, but. No, right now, I don't know. It's close because here's the thing. I think Aaron Rodgers is creeping up there. I mean, I don't know about Peyton. Here's the thing. Anybody, I think that's why it makes it so difficult because then you have to start comparing, like, all these people without the amount of rings. Mm -hmm. And so is Aaron Rodgers, you know, That's the thing. Like, are we comparing greatness off of talent, rings, all of it together? It's like all of it together, but the problem is the only one that won multiple was Peyton. Hey, Eli too, bro. I know you just. Not. He won. I, I mean, you saying the quarterbacks that won. Leave multiple, him Eli out of too. this conversation. I mean, man. he's really the Brady destroyer. If he's we really the, want to talk about he's it, he's the most fraudulent QB to play in NFL history. What did he do to Brady every time you he see him in the bowl? He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Yeah, he did. He. 
made one throw. Yep. One throw. And that Actually, throw ended your freaking no. Super Bowl hopes. That's okay. It didn't hurt us. It did. Y'all was hurt. Don't tell me you wasn't hurt. That was 16-0. and 0. Y'all thought y'all was going to be. Or 18-0, whatever it would have been with the playoff record. But here's the thing. So... You know, speaking of Brady, you know I, I you know I'm wearing the jersey right I now, it. but but it's time for the the Bill Belichick, Tom oh, the Brady. Br- it's oh, time to slice man. credit. Well, since we're on it, I said just to give you guys context, we were having this conversation, and I said it was Brady that was the leader of success for the Patriots more so than it was Belichick. Obviously, they both complement each other. I'm not going to act like they don't. But when it comes down to who I think ultimately led that organization to all the rings and Super Bowls they got, I think it was Brady, bro. And he showed it once he went to Tampa and won it in the first season there. No, no, that's that's not fair to Why? Bill Belichick. That's not fair because Bill Belichick had to reload while Tom Brady went into a championship-ready roster. He reloaded this year, right? Yeah, he reloaded. They're still not as good as the Bucks, like roster wise. Uh, and they might argue. be. They might you be. You can a, argue that they were. They no, had a pretty good roster. No way. Their defense was loaded like they are. No, every year. no, no way. Their defense was loaded. No. They had JC Jackson at corner. No, that we um, got JC. But here's the um, problem. What's his name? Um, they got Bar- Barmore. Was, does he play for you guys? Yeah, we got. Barmore. Yeah, y'all got Barmore. Yeah, Barmore's a stud though, but he's he was a rookie. Yeah, you know? he he made some rookie mistakes, but that's okay. He he gonna keep growing. He might turn into one of the best tackles in the league. Oh my god! But here's the problem. That was such a bold take. But, I'm act like I didn't hear it. But here's the problem. Bill Belichick. I it's fifty fifty. It has to be. And if you want to even push, I think Bill Belichick needs to get a slightly extra bit of credit. Why? Listen, he's not only the coach of the team. He's the GM. Okay. Okay. So stay right there. Stay right there. You had he had the chance to keep Brady there, no, and keep winning. No, but you no, know what he did? No, that's he not, went and no, got he no, went and no, no, he no, went no. and got Jimmy G. Don't start Bill. No, don't start blaming me on, on this. He went and got Jimmy. It G. wasn't and his fault. I wasn't, even, I wasn't even over. Hold on, let me finish my take. So he went and got Jimmy G. Right. So that was the start of Brady being like, I mean, ultimately obscene gesture to the Patriots um, with the finger. That's basically where that happened. No, that's that. not what happened. That's why he didn't okay. say anything too much about him in his retirement post, but that's a whole nother He's literally nother saving it for the one-day contract. Yeah, yeah, all right. And you just said he's the GM. So if you were a GM, you had ultimately two seasons to build the roster that you wanted to build. It got you to the playoffs and the blowout in the first round to the Bills? We had a rookie QB. and That he clearly didn't trust. So like I said, he could have avoided we, that. We literally trusted they him. Just we Brady. trust Mac we trusted Jones him so many so much that when you guys played the Bills the second time, you guys ran the ball the whole game, and he only passed it two times. We trust him. You trusted him that much. Yes, and we had to. How the, was that the, trust? the one, the one where we threw it two times. Come on, you know the conditions were really bad. They couldn't have been that. Come bad. on, he would have trusted Brady problem. to be in it. Here's the problem. You know that's different when you have a 20 year veteran. So why try to do? They Here's the problem. Did, they basically Listen, made a though, Packers move before the here's before the, thing. the Packers did what they so, did with Jordan Love. And first, Rodgers. here's the thing. Tom Brady wouldn't be a Super Bowl champion those first three Super Bowls without Bill Belichick's defense. That's the problem. Okay. Then now the next three, you can argue whichever way. Tom Brady against Seattle, that was all him. We had it one in ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, Legion of Boom, 
I, I mean, give that man his flowers for that performance. Malcolm Butler makes a great play at the end. I know Mac's mad about that over there. <laughs> and um, you, you go to the Falcons, Brady again, you know, because we gave up 30-plus points. We don't deserve to win. Next season, if we would have beat the Eagles, it would have been Brady again because we gave up 40. Right. And then the Rams, though, that's all. that was Belichick. So it's kind of even. Like, when you kind of look at the Super Bowl performances, it's even between all of them. The defense, but the best part about it is, is what you said earlier. They complemented each other because, yes, Belichick's defense couldn't have done it without Tom Brady on the other side either. But that's what all made it great. The players that Bill surrounded Tom with, that people don't value, the Julian Edelmans, Wes Welkers, all those players, Rodney Harrison's, you know, Willie McGinnis on defense, Teddy Bruschi, the players that aren't valued, but that's the players Bill Belichick put in place that won those championships. So how soon do you think it will be before Belichick wins his next Super Bowl? I think he's going to win it next year. (laughs) I think he gets number seven. I think he matches Brady. And... Mac Jones is going to have that breakout year, you think? Yeah. I don't know, though. I think the fact that if Mac Jones can win one, I think that'll keep Bill Belichick around. And here's the thing. I I would bet that he wants to pass Tom Brady and get eight. I bet you he does, but it's not going to happen. It, it he's pro- not. I don't think he's it, getting, even going to get back to the ball. You know how deep the AFC is right now? No. We're, we're going to dominate next year. Bro, the AFC is deep. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Patriots turn out to be. I, I do think Belichick is a great coach, and I think they have a lot of potential in Mac, but I don't see them winning a Super Bowl in the next year. I don't even see them winning in two. But we'll, we get to see what their progress would be like from then. So um, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to letting you know how much Brady meant to that organization because it was definitely Brady over Belichick. But that's all for this segment. So now joining us is our first guest of the season, Brooke Ulenhop, former State Hornet staffer. Welcome back. It feels good to be back. It's been it's been a while. Yeah. What, have, what have you been doing like since you've been gone? Well, I mean, we were in a pandemic, so I, to state the obvious, right? Um, yeah, but sure. just just chilling, working, um, doing a whole lot of nothing. But watching movies, you know. What you been watching? Oh gosh. We can get into it, but I watched 400 <laughs> movies last year. 400? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I watched all Star Wars, all oh, Marvel movies, and oh, all the Harry Potter movies. Okay, let's so, go. See. Those are some good Those are good, good And that was for the first time. And we know that you're a Niners and a Giants fan. Um, had to be another hard weekend with the... Yeah. Take me take me through that through that, through that that day. Well, like, you, you know watching what? the game. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what made it hurt a little even more today in my memories uh-huh. was the Super Bowl. It's crazy because it came up in mind. Two too. years ago or three years ago? Uh-huh. Three years ago when the Niners lost the yeah. Super Bowl. So oh. that kind of made it sting a little more. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we were, I mean, we were watching the game. I kind of was under, I think, like every other Niner fan that we kind of had it in the bag. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Jimmy G, I kind of expressed to some people that – Watching Jimmy G, I'm also a Kings fan, mm-hmm. feels like watching the Kings sometimes where, like, he's good. Obviously, Jimmy G's good. Yeah. But you don't really know what you're going to get from him, especially towards the end of the games where he mm-hmm. kind of just gets lost in his head. And, I mean, that last throw, it's like, what what was he thinking? Yeah. He just Hail married it, <laughs> but not in a good way. And he uh, literally just went, wee. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, like, maybe his instincts just kicked in. There was, like, a minute left. He knew he had to get rid of it or else 
he was going to take a sack. I mean, I guess it wasn't going to go great either way. I guess if he would have took the sack, they would have mm-hmm. had a chance. Mm-hmm. But they would have had to drive. Like, what? They were down near their, well, sort of towards their goal line. Uh, I think Rams, it was like yeah. the 20, right? Yeah. If he would have got sacked, 10-yard loss, you got to go, I don't know, 60 yards. I mean, but like you got that. the best, like, yak team when it comes to, like, receivers making plays after the catch. So it's like you still would have had some type of shots, you know. I, My, just, I think the biggest turning point just for me watching it was that that drop interception by Tart. If you guys – I mean, me personally just watching, I think if you guys pick that off, it's game Y'all over. win the game. You guys yeah, there was a lot of a bad, like, interceptions. They kept dropping it, going back and forth, but mm-hmm. it was like no one was scoring. It was the same thing happened in the – the Green Bay game where like yeah, they sure. weren't really scoring it was like really weird but at the same time like this was a good game mm-hmm. what's really happening here uh, I just think it's crazy I mean the you got like Stafford on the, the Rams who's insanely good um, and their new quarterback I mean they finally got rid of Goff I liked Goff um, <laughs> for other reasons other than him being a fine <laughs> base for a football player but I mean it's good for them, but yeah, I guess they just outplayed us. They outsmarted yeah. us, I guess I should say. They outsmarted yeah. us because we weren't playing very smart. So how are you feeling about the, like the Jimmy G situation? I know you expressed like how you feel like about him, like his play, but I mean at the end of the day, you can't like he wins games. Yeah, I love Jimmy G. I think it'd be fine if we had it, like kept him. I'm, obviously, they're gonna get rid of him. Trey Lance yeah. is ready to go. Um, and he's pretty good. I mean, we got to see a little snippet of him mm-hmm. or sneak peek. But I, it'd be nice to see him around because I want him to be able to prove himself. I want him to finally actually win that because the Niners have gone to three playoffs since he's been mm-hmm. around. Two? Yeah. Three? Yeah. I don't remember. Um, so it, it would have been nice for him to have that moment. Um, but I hope if he goes somewhere else, he can play fabulous for them mm-hmm. and get to – a championship maybe or do something great for them um obviously i love jimmy g um i think he did well for us i know a lot of people like <laughs> my dad doesn't really like jimmy that much mm-hmm. like his friends that are diehard niner fans you know grew up with like joe montana hate him so <laughs> but like you grew up with joe montana obviously right. you're gonna hate anyone Your else is gonna be like here yeah I mean, like my thing is like i feel bad for jimmy in the sense that like it's you have he made one Super Bowl appearance, you get back to an NFC Championship game, you almost make it to another Super Bowl. You have quarterbacks like on the other side, Matt Stafford, that got ten years with the yeah. Lions and never even sniffed a Super Bowl. Yeah. And kudos to him, he finally did. But why Jimmy G, the one getting kicked out of uh, of Santa Clara when he took the Niners back to close to glory? I mean, come on, let's be fair though. The Stafford and the Lions. You weren't going to win there. Nobody's going to win with the Lions. Yeah. And that's the thing with the Niners is, like, you have a good, solid team. Like, their yeah. defense was, like, one of the top defenses on fantasy, you know? Like, uh, you got Kittle, Bosa. I mean, he's defense. Or, like, mm-hmm. Debo. Debo. You got some great great players. Hey, this 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 offseason. Yeah, and so you got some great players that you got to also have a great quarterback, I guess. Yeah. And Jimmy was, but. It kind of, when you guys speak about, like, Jimmy G, it kind of, like, it's the same conversation with Derek Carr. Like he's not bad. Like as a Raider fan, like I, I, I he's talented. I can't deny that. Yeah. But then it's just like <laughs> it's the opposite though. Like Jimmy G's like he's not bad. He wins games. But Derek Carr is like the opposite. Like he's not bad. 
But when it comes to winning, like just getting the job done, it's like he can't get us there, bro. And it's like I'm stuck in a rock and yeah. a hard place right now because it's like, do we keep him for the remainder of, you know, however, like just keep him as a Raider? Yeah. Or do we kind of like take the move you guys win and like kind of um, start searching for a new option? I mean, yeah. I think this would be a good year to be like his prove it year. I've been saying like to everybody, I think he gets this. But then it's like, how many prove it years are you going to get? But so you talk about Derek Carr's know, prove it year now? Yeah, because I feel like with a new coach, it's gonna be like one of the last shot to like just prove you can do it. You got to the playoffs last year, but it's like now it's like all right, if we get you this number one receiver that you've been looking for, it's like all right, let's see what you can do now. But I'm stuck in a rock and a hard place because it's kind of like the Jimmy yeah. G situation, but it's just a little bit different. Well, the thing is, and you know, I think Raiders for Derek Carr, Jamarcus Russell is still a free agent. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> You know, it's worth exploring. Bro, Jamarcus Russell probably fell off the radius of the planet, bro. Like he might be. I don't know where Rogers right now, bro. Stop, <laughs> please. I'm gonna walk off this set, bro. Stop. <laughs> stop Wait, it. Question: How long has Derek Carr been on the Raiders? Because I was watching something the other day, and they said Derek Carr is now the longest tenured mm-hmm. quarterback. In all of football, because Brady left, that's oh, that's he true. was the longest tenure, like yeah. played on one. That's a good team. Because um, Derek Carr's at least been here since what 2014. I, I mean, 14? I for as long as like I can remember. Um, well, he's my been, memory doesn't go back very far. I think he's been there for about 14 years, which is no, 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 not 14. He's been there since 2014, I think. Only oh, since 2014. Yeah, since I'm 2014? pretty sure, right? That makes it so yeah, about eight years. We're gonna get a yes. So. And eight years. Yeah. He almost had that MVP season or whatever. And then he got he hurt. Is, he, he got is, hurt, he though, that year. When we got them to the we got to the playoffs, I think we was yeah. like 12 and 4 or something, 11 and 5. Something like a rare round that, that range. He had a good year. And I, then he got hurt. So I think, like, you know, the thing about Derek Carr is a is a Matt Stafford. Like, he's that player. Like, And I don't know what that means for him and, you know, the Raiders. And I don't know. And Jimmy G might be in that conversation, too. Here's... Because here's the thing. If you take those two quarterbacks, here's the thing. Put Jimmy D, and, you know, I think he should go to the Bucks, And I think he can take the Bucks to a Super Bowl. He can. It's about if he can. He got the pieces around him, but that's the problem where I feel with Derek Carr. Like, I feel conflicted as a Raider fan. When can you honestly say Derek Carr has had, like, a number one option at receiver? We, had, we finally found one in Ruggs. He started to open up his second year, and then we obviously know how that story ended. So it's like I kind of want to see him like just with one season with that one solid like number one receiver. You can ar- you guys literally had Amari Cooper. I don't know why you're complaining <laughs> and Michael Crabtree yeah. at the same time. Okay, but when we had him, right, we went to the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, and what you they do left. with him? He got hurt. What'd you do with Amari? He got Cooper? hurt. That Where's Amari Cooper at? Why? I don't know. I like just, I, like I said, that's that's them like them upper problems. I can't really speak for them, but yeah, man, I, I feel like I want to see him with the. Number one receiver next season, and then see like, okay, where are we going now? Like, that's kind of where I'm at, at least with it. But yeah, well, it's hard you know, being a Raider fan. It out sounds here, like man. Raiders, <laughs> Raiders, Niners in the same place. But I mean, Brooke, do you think I know? Like, I know Trey Lance is supposed to play, but there's been there's been some reports out there that he. I I mean, I think when Jimmy got hurt, the fact that they couldn't play him, I think that says something about his readiness to play in the NFL. Trey's, yeah. Um, I mean, off season, you can do so much. Um, like someone could change completely in off season. But mm-hmm. to be honest, like I'm, it's like 
one of those people where football's like probably like three on my list of like the major sports, you know, like mm. three. Uh, so like I watch almost every game that plays, you know, I watch the Niners obviously, but like my parents watch them. So I'm like, okay, I watch every game, but I don't like closely pay attention. So I don't fully know, but I mean, if you have someone like under a wing of some great guy mm. or like a great player, they can easily learn, I think. And if you just practice, 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 and you have, they practice until, or they have until now into, when does their like training start? They start um, like April. OTAs not, is in like, I think he's like the early workouts is in like March. March yeah, they, April, they yeah. have like no time off basically yeah. for compared to, you know, baseball that takes six months off. Right. Um, so I think he has so much time where he could practice and be ready to play in a game and play those early games and be ready and like get ready for stuff like that. And, you know, even if the Niners need to take a year where they might not do very well and mm. the next year they're great, they're good again, not so much great, but like good again, that's okay with me. Like, yeah. I know that's probably a hotter take, like as a Kings fan, I'm also kind of used to that, but like <laughs> sometimes you just need to like take your year to like yeah. get yourself together and your team needs to like figure out what they're doing yeah, and then do that. I think the good, the good thing about Trey Lance in this situation is he's in a system where it's not going to, everything isn't going to just be on his shoulders. Like you've seen with Jimmy G, he doesn't even have to throw the ball over <laughs> 20 times a game. No. You guys can run it all game and play great defense to the point where all he has to do is, literally just manage the game so I think that's the good thing about Trey Lance where I mean I think eventually he will be able to do more than Jimmy G just because that like talent wise he's just naturally more gifted from just what I like this what I've seen but when it comes to just getting a rookie in and just trying to get him accustomed to the system he's in I think that's why he's going to do okay like he's not going to be in a place where he's going to be a buster and thing because they're not going to Kyle Shanahan is not going to put that much on his shoulders you know what yeah. I mean and the team around him shoot you can run Debo about 20 times a game and win so well and if you get him in the same groove like yeah Jimmy and Debo had or Jimmy and George Kittle had like mm -hmm. the Niners will be fine yeah because like, like Jimmy never really threw the ball like you look at his like passing yards and it's like nothing yeah so um, at the end of the day I still think the Niners suck in my heart just because <laughs> that's the Raider fan in me but um no I'm just kidding guys I think they're actually a pretty good team, as much as I hate to say They're it. They're better than the Raiders. <sighs> Whatever. I wish the Rams luck, though, because, you know, they had – they went – they're like the Niners where they went so many times to the Super Bowl the past yeah. couple of years or the playoffs with Goff and haven't gotten there. They choked, and I just kind of am rooting for them, even though if they lose then the, – or if they win, the Kings now have the longest drought. Well, I guess that's a good way or to not the Rams. It. That would have been the – Well, that's if, if, well before we go – Rams yeah, Bengals. Yeah, Super Bang Bowl if the Bengals win, sorry, the Bengals win. So Kings. the Bengals win. But I want the Bengals to win. Okay, you want them to win, but yes. who wins? Oh, Bengals. Okay. Okay. Who you got? Go Jerbro, Joe Burrow. I, I'm I'm torn, but I got the Bengals right now. I'm going against the grain, man. I got the Rams, and the reason why is defense wins championships, you guys. No, it doesn't. And that's that's where we're gonna end it right here. This is the first episode of Take Your Shot. This is your your host Brandon. Um, Co-host Jordan I'll be here all season All season Our special guest Brooke <laughs> Brooke you all Sorry And that's a wrap y'all Thank See you, you Brooke week.